this podcast where you you make a little sample pack at in different points. Uh, Producers go ham. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, all right. I just hit record as you did that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, it's a new thing. It's gonna be amazing. Yeah, dude. That's Tom. In case anybody didn't know, Tom the chicken. If you want to hold him up so people can see him. Yeah, he's pretty cool. It's your chance for prime samples. Uninterrupted, fully studio recorded studio mic samples for included. Yeah, put that before a drop and make millions. <laughs> yes. It's the next Grammy winning material right there. Yeah, you you actually sampled him at the Denver Ableton user group five months ago or something. It's that been long. a while. Oof. Yeah, I remember uh, I had a kind of a structure, but then you brought this and I was like, well, that's going to be the way it ends this. <laughs> And I made a little beat out of them quick. Yeah, you had all these plans and I just destroyed them. I was like, no, we're <laughs> going to sample this like squeaky rubber chicken. <laughs> yeah, and that's 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 a great lesson I like to teach too is uh, you can have all these ideas, but just <laughs> go with what you're given and it's more fun. It really is. No, I feel like you have a really fun like brand with like your videos of just like sampling random things in your room. Like, yeah. what was the name of the, that track? Yeah, the, the Vibration Gun. The Vibration Gun, <laughs> yeah. Dude, I had a, a lesson recently where I... He wanted to see that song, and I was like, literally, all it was was that chicken. Like, I like I opened the project in Zoom, and it was like the chicken track from the video, and then the rest was like sub and bass and or, or sub and uh, drums. Hey, it slapped. It was beautiful. Whatever chain you made for that vibration gun, <laughs> yeah, it was really nice. Actually, inspired me. I bought that for my stepdad's birthday recently. I was like, that's a good idea. I should get a massage gun. He's be perfect. I knew I should have got paid for that. Yeah. <laughs> I should have done like theremin, like exclusive or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and then be like, just your advertisement. You probably could have gotten one for free. You oh. just like hit up. I mean, that's what I do sometimes. People will name drop like products and I'd be like, I should hit them up. <laughs> Might as well try. Yeah. Why not? You should just see what things you could sample. Maybe get a bunch of free stuff. Yeah. That's, <laughs> all right. I'm going to start sampling um, Lamborghinis and yeah. <laughs> sample uh, a tesla hey i sampled this house can i have it <laughs> be a great idea <laughs> yeah yeah let me know if that works that sounds awesome well thanks for joining the podcast yeah. it's good to see you again yeah like i said it's been a hot minute uh, i've been following you for like a year-ish my friend connor uh denver chipco they shared your stuff with oh, me. Yeah. you're really deep in like the sound design game and like you do some really cool stuff with like obviously like, more experimental bass music a lot of the stuff you sample like i feel like you've got a pretty good grasp on like manipulating sound and like you showed a bunch of different like tips and tricks and hacks at the user group mm -hmm. like around using audio clips you don't even use a limiter, I, th I don't think, anymore. You're just, like, throwing stuff and redlining through Ableton and exporting. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> which, like, I think a lot of people are like, oh, you, that's bad. Like, mm -hmm. I learned things that I'm unlearning now as yeah. a producer that people are like, you can't do that. It's not okay. <laughs> and it's like, nah, let's break the rules. And I feel like you're a classic example of somebody who does that. Yeah. I think I've just seen people, I think, like, Subtronics is one of them. Mr. Bill talked about it. Where just, like, I don't know the exact thing behind it, but, like, Ableton put a soft clipper in the master. I don't know if it was 10 or 11 or if they got better from 10 to 11 or if it was there or nine or whatever. But yeah, you can seem to like push it in like a weird way. It's cleaner. I've like done A-B tests with like clippers or like yeah. limiters and just like going raw into Ableton with like just go plus one on the utility if it's mixed right. Yeah. I was like, damn, seems to slap hard, <laughs> harder than the rest. Yeah, there's definitely a built-in limiter. Yeah. The output is like the final stage of whenever you export something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just hitting that zero dB. 
Just chopping it loud. Off. Yeah, you're just chopping those peaks. I did it with a hip hop song recently, and it was a little harder to get it. But you kind of hear the crunch more because it's clean air, it's vocals, all that stuff, versus like overly distorted synths already. It's hard when you're trying to get like clean, like either like pure sine waves type stuff. Like I like to do the deeper wubby stuff, and sometimes it's harder to get cleaner and that loud. But I think with like good gain staging, it's possible. Yeah, yeah, totally. I think that's like an art form in itself. It seems like the loudness wars are getting louder. <laughs> yeah, it's getting louder. Also, did you want one of these? The Yerba Mates? Yeah, take that one. You got it. The peach? Yeah, I already drank this other one. This one's way bigger. I don't know if I need this much caffeine. This is, I'm going to drink this it This is anyway. 200 Celsius milligrams. Yeah. This is also 200. Yeah, you should just double fist those. <laughs> yeah, just go 400. Be tweaking by the end of the episode. <laughs> I do have some music to finish. You know? Yeah, it. there you go. It's going to be like hard style. I just made some fun, like trancey, techno y stuff just because it's so fun. I found an ARP on like one of these, you know, Moog presets on this synth. I was like, oh yeah, and just write a song around it just for fun. Amazing. Yeah. What was that new synth you were just, we were just talking before I hit record uh, that you mentioned? You can do like some really interesting chord stuff with it or whatever that was. Uh, current that just came out on a demo from Minimal Audio. Mm. It's like serum on steroids plus splice. Plus a granulator, and a ha- and a sampler, and and the chord thing. So like you can just take like a a note and then voicing. It's like thirds, fifths, seventh, ninths, octaves, and then you just assign that as like a chord and the key, and then you can like key map all your pitches and all that stuff to like the key, all your filters. I mean, so everything is just like tight and it's like it's insane. There's like splice integration, but it's not splice. It's like something different. It's like oh, I want I want a cool choir for my granulator. You go into the splice thing in the app, not splice, but it's like a whatever. Yeah. You search choir, and then it, and it shows up, and you can just load it in the granulator or the sampler. Same thing for presets and for wavetables, and it's like user. Like it was so cool, easy for me to make like my own user patch, put a cool picture in there, call it like import sounds, and now make building my own sample pack, and I like looks like it's professional from the get go. I don't That's know. Really dope. It's a cool synth. Is there a decent library of sounds in there? Yeah, there's a lot of uh, presets and they're all like very unique. I would say it's like not going to be like open serum and all the presets are like, you know, wow, 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 wow. These are like crazy, like ethereal or can be or Reese. Love a good Reese. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's crazy. I just watched uh, some tutorials on it and then been messing around with it. It's like free for 30 days. So go ham. (laughs) Yeah, dude, I love free. It's my favorite price. (laughs) Yeah. Free 99. Do you mind real quick uh, just like pointing the mic straight at your mouth? Because I feel like it's picking oh. up more room noise in my ears. That's beautiful. There we go. That's perfect. Nailed it. Oh, oh right. Right in the right in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So tell, I mean, for all of the listeners, I always like to get to know you like a little bit. Uh, then we can just go ham on nerding out on different Ableton stuff. But oh, sure, yeah. but I would love to, for people to get to know you better. Like, what was your musical background growing up? And then, like, how did that lead you to using Ableton Live when you found the light? <laughs> I found the light. Ableton light? Yeah. No, I got sweet right away, dude. I don't know. Yeah. Because um, um, you're a professional. <laughs> uh, I started off, like, playing piano, like, in the fifth grade-ish. I had a piano at my house, and I would just go up and, like, press play. My dad showed me what, like, a triad was. And I was like, once I learned, if I hit these notes, it sounds cool. So I'd go there. I was like naturally in like interested in it. And so then they put me on to like piano lessons in like fifth grade through the like school I was at. And then eventually I got like a private teacher um, and did lessons for like, I don't know, like 10 years, like learning piano, learning the like sheet music, you know, classical stuff. Didn't learn too much theory. 
but then I kind of got into like um, a lot of like metal and stuff and obviously like electronic music in high school, like 2009 and all that. So I'd always watch these like studio, how they made the record, how they're recording. And I was like, I want to do recording stuff. That's sick. I like play piano, but also like as a piano player, I'm like, and liking metal. I'm like, oh, I want to play like drums. Drums are way sick. I yeah, like drums are cool. The drums and bass and I, I love like the, you know, heavier stuff. I was really in the guitar hero. So I learned everything I know about drumming is the guitar hero drums. Amazing. I would just rock like guitar hero Metallica for like, I don't know, four hours a day after school. I'm just like sweating in my basement. I'm yeah. like, okay, I can drum. Cause one time my friend was playing the game and I was playing a real drum set, like following along. And I was That's like, I'm amazing. playing this song. <laughs> That's awesome. Cause it was pretty accurate. Um, but anyway, long story short, then I was like, I want to go to college or, or if I have to go to college or whatever, I want to do it for music. So I went to recording arts, learn how to record music. And in that process, they're like, you have to, you know, mix songs. And I was like, I don't have anyone to record, but I really like electronic music. So maybe I can try and make that. Cause I've messed with like FL studio a little bit. I had like an Ableton demo a little bit in high school and like in the family PC I made like a drum beat or two. And then I got a computer for a graduation gift from high school, like a MacBook 2012, which I still use to this day to like Dude, make that, DJ sets. I have the same one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So good. The OG. It's things a tank, man. Yeah. I replaced, I actually just replaced the motherboard on it because I messed up and I did the same thing. Yeah. It's just a shell now, but like it's an absolute tank. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. And you can upgrade them. Like that's the thing that sucks about the new MacBooks. Mm -hmm. They're just, it is what it is. You can't upgrade it. I think I have like a terabyte solid state and then like some more in um, storage and stuff. Uh, RAM but anyway got that got into uh, Logic Pro I used Logic Pro for like two years in like college and learning how to produce I would just like sit in my dorm and just make music and then got introduced to Ableton I think like my second year I was, it was one of those things where I was like I don't want to use Ableton everyone uses Ableton and like and then when I learned like when I dove into it, I was like, oh, this is why everyone uses Ableton. <laughs> this is so much like I was pretty fluent in Logic. I was making like decent sounding stuff in school and stuff, too. So I was like definitely like mixing and like I like the mixing board of it. It looks kind of more like this digitally versus Ableton. Yeah. And that was another thing like the audio nerd music. Like, it should be like this from like the schooling or whatever. But then I was like, oh, Ableton's way better for like actually producing and like being creative and like getting ideas out and saving. I've learned years later, but like saving racks and all that. It's just like, yeah. I'm so fast now because I've saved all that time by just using the same things I've made before. Totally. I mean, you can save stuff in Logic too, but it's a definitely it's a different workflow. Yeah. I'm Logic Pro certified, but I never use Logic. Like, mm -hmm. and it's still dope. A lot of people. Yeah, I love it for like personally for like more instrumental stuff because they have really good presets and like stuff like that. Probably really good for mixing too. It is. Yeah. Um, like actually like diving into it. But then, yeah, then I, through that, I was like, oh, I'm going to make my own music. So I just did that. And then I got an internship doing like lights and audio at a nightclub called Beta Nightclub in Denver. So I worked from... Yeah, that's not around anymore. Yeah, it closed in like 2019. I've heard a lot about it. Yeah, it was like a legendary club at the time. At one point, I won like Rolling Stone Best Nightclub in America. I don't know how like bought that was or not, but, <laughs> but uh, it definitely had a pr prestigious place in my heart and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I worked there. I kind of just got my foot in the door in this industry. One time I was like, cause I was making music, but for school and just like, I never like DJed or anything. I was just running lights though. So kind of learning how to DJ, but watching them DJs cool. and I'd be like, Oh, if I hit, if I'm doing this with the fader, they're doing that. Like, Oh, you hit play here. Okay. This is the vibe. Oh, that was a bad transition. That was a good transition. Just yeah. like learning through like osmosis watching like, you know, 10 sets a weekend. Cause it's like all these different DJs every night. So I kind of learned that. And then at one point, this guy's like, you make music? And I was like, yeah. He's like, I want to play one of your songs. I like this song, blah, 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 that I sent him. 
played it to like no one on the floor and it was still just so cool to hear my music in that in that, yeah. on that sound system because it was like function one it sounded good oh that's a nice sound system um black box has that yep that's why i love playing there it's so good uh and then eventually they're like you dj and i was like no in my head but out loud i was like yeah <laughs> i learned so i got booked for a show with a friend of mine that had this whole project uh made music for and then like a couple years after that I decided to like go on my own thing after like getting some nightclub experience and um and all that and just wanted to do import and kind of made that and I started in like 2017 so then just slowly going <laughs> and keep working at it till now. Nice man. I think the the 2020 pandemic like shut shut down era was like huge for just me. I was like at, at that point I was like okay I'm gonna like wipe my like get a new logo figure out like what the visual side is like I think being funny is funny so I'm gonna go on that kind of route because there's like hints of it you can it's all on like instagram you can scroll to the bottom and like watch the whole journey that's why i haven't deleted a lot of it but it's kind of fun of just like me throwing stuff at the wall seeing what sticks you see what sticks and then just kind of like shifting into this route that is now yeah go to things on the internet and music and style and stuff yeah it's kind of a fun like timeline of like you know looking back at your oldest stuff. I actually did that the other day. I went to like my Facebook artist page Profilia and I went back to like 2016 and mm-hmm. I was like, I would never make music like that anymore. Like because I'm into something so different. It's kind of fun to like see how you evolve as an artist. Like yeah. it's not right or wrong. It's just like, wow, I've come so far. Like it's really fun. Or you like listen to people who are newer into producing or like I don't know. We all go through like the same stages. I feel like or steps when they send you a song and you know exactly where they are in their like journey of learning music production. Cause like, it'll be like a cool idea, but like, like the kicks just like so loud or like there's certain things that are just like not the structure isn't there, but you're mm. like, Oh, I remember that. And I feel like I have like certain songs or I remember I learned certain things. Cause every song is just like, you learn at least one thing in every song when mm-hmm. it's, you know, when you're first starting off, it's multiple things like, Oh, I got side chain down. So I made this like cool side trance song that like side chains to this kick and bass really cool. Like, I don't know. That's like one time I learned about sidechain as I made like some cool pumping sidetrance stuff. So yeah, someone will send me a song like, oh yeah, just keep going on that. And then like, I remember when I was there with this song and all this stuff. And it's always cool to look back and see the growth like stylistically and just like skill wise. Yeah, totally. I wrestled with like taking down some old stuff and then I just like talked to a friend about it and they're like, yeah, I mean, it's a time capsule of you. And like, I've listened to a lot of my favorite tracks and the mixes are garbage, but mm-hmm. the vibe was there, you know? And so oh, yeah. I look back at some of my old stuff. I was like, the mix is garbage, but that was what I was feeling at that point in time. And that's okay. Like mm-hmm. you got to let that be what it is. You know, a lot of my stuff is like that too, but then the opposite I've had, cause I was in like mixing school essentially, or like audio school. So it had like terrible songs, but they were clean. <laughs> it was like a weird. <laughs> and to me, I'm like, well, they sound good. So they are good. But it, like the song is like nothing or yeah. it's like, two bars of this is before I DJed or knew like structure was as much in songs at least dance music. So like two bars of this, this intro, this, that, and it sound clean and like be clean, like punch you enough, but it'd be like, make no sense. <laughs> so listening back now, I'm like, it was a fun ride. I guess. Yeah. yeah, definitely, man. That's cool. Like as far as like finishing tracks, like you've been cranking out a lot of music, like over the last, I don't know, year, especially mm-hmm. like, um, are there any tips that you'd give to other people out there, things you've learned along the way as far as just like continuing to progress and getting stuff out? What have you learned in that process of just constantly finishing and releasing? I think, yeah, recently it's been like, there's like this huge joy of like putting out, cause you know, when you're like hyped on a song, like usually when you make it and like a week later, maybe you hate it and then yeah. you like it again all the time. But like, if you can release it in that time of liking it, it's so much more fun to like promote it and like 
Like, I feel like I can make something that's decent enough quickly, especially if like ads, those ads I've been doing, they're really funny. Yeah. Um, and like have a cool song I sample myself in. But like in that sense, I think it's fun to just put it out, even if it's just like a reel. And yeah. then if it hits, it hits and you can like go from there. But I love the idea with social media and stuff is like making little things that are just 30 seconds that are cool and you can put out and kind of get feelers and then kind of boost your confidence or maybe um, you'll figure out what to need to work on. But I love doing those little songs to help like that don't have any pressure. Like I've, I've done like four of them now where like I do like an ad for a show and I record myself and I end up just like using the video edit audio to like sample, I guess. Like if I'm saying a bunch of words, I'll just put that in the song. There's no pressure to it. So like you get really fast at getting ideas down and then like, okay, put it out and see how it goes. And I feel like it kind of does this nice circular, gives you good feedback. Right. I feel like, so when it comes like real songs and like full songs, it's just like, you can apply that and then you get more confident what you're doing and like Mm -hmm. confident in your decisions, I guess. Yeah. So if I know if I can make a silly little wobble base really quick, that'll work well on an ad. If I'm stuck on a song, I got all this part. I'm like, oh, what if I just did that silly little wobble bass thing and maybe like polish it up a little bit and kind of get it done fast. Because another thing I will say is just like the whole process of writing and finishing is these things called beat offs. I do with my friends. (laughs) (laughs) You guys must be very close. Yeah, yeah. We're pretty close. We each have a computer. You got to bring headphones. You don't want anyone listening. (laughs) No, definitely not. (laughs) Um, I do it with my friend Colin the most and uh, of Kyrolex Banco and... uh, because we, we share a studio space. And so cool. um, if we want to start a song together or separately, it doesn't even really matter. A fun thing is like taking a group of samples or sounds or having some kind of restrictions within a time limit to make something that you have to share. Yeah. Um, usually it's like a build and a drop or whatever, whatever you come up with. But that putting restrictions on it is probably my biggest advice, I guess. If I were to say advice is say, give yourself restrictions, whether it's time or like, it's only these samples, no synths, or it's only, you have to make a whole song out of this synth. Or for me, sometimes I do like those videos, I have to make a whole song out of this Yerba can, kick, snare, everything. And that's like such a fun creative challenge that gives you like tools you can use later on. But mainly just getting workflow and getting ideas out because you can stand forever and get like the right kick, but you can put the kick in later. You know, I've replaced the kick probably like five times this year before like a couple, like before I upload it to DistroKid or whatever, like I'll replace the kick like, couple of days before that like this song sucks it needs it needs something and i'll just replace it with a kick or a snare or something like now it's good <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> like those little things sometimes but they can be at the end you don't have to start with that yeah i like what you're saying with the whole restriction thing or even putting a timeline on yourself because mm-hmm. it's like that analysis paralysis thing that i think like catches a lot of producers is like if you just have unlimited options and you've got all the time in the world you may not finish anything or you may not like actually get results or like Force, force yourself to put in the work and just call it done. Especially playing with like newer synths or if you're newer to Ableton, like there's so much to play with. So you're just yeah. like, oh, Joel, like an hour later and you got like, let's go. You're like, oh, cool. I did it. And then like your energy's gone. Yeah. You spent six hours on a wobble. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, dude. Which we, I think we've all done at some point. 100%. For sure. I get lost in the synth still. So lost <laughs> in the synth sauce. <laughs> Ooh, synth sauce. Yeah. Well, we have Ableton open. And we could talk about that. Oh, do I have control? <laughs> you, you actually do. Yeah, I haven't really tried a whole lot of this on the podcast, but like... This mouse, though. Yeah, that mouse, it looks like a Hershey Kiss. It's like a shark fin. It's supposed to be ergonomically good for your wrist, which yeah, is why I, can, I have it. Yeah, my wrist has been really honestly messed up. Bro, you got to get a good mouse. Yeah. That makes all the difference. Any producers out there who have carpal tunnel or wrist pain, I'm telling you, CBD and a good mouse. Because I, I just love that Apple mouse because it's like a trackpad. Yeah. So if they made something like that in this shape, 
Yeah, that thing's got like a lot of buttons on it. Yeah, I'm sure you can like map stuff. It's from the future. You don't even have to click around. But but I was going to ask you, like you talked about a couple things at the Denver user group. You talked about like audio clips and you do a ton with audio. Uh-huh. So I was going to ask you, like you don't even have to show us anything on the screen, but like what are some of your kind of go to things? And I'm sure it changes constantly, but like what are some of your things that you typically do when you're manipulating audio or like messing with it? Mm. main thing I've been doing recently is trying to kind of make it a little bit more signature and consistent is like the beats warp mode on things you would never put beats warp mode on. Okay. I like what? Like, um, I did a remix. It was like an ecstasy of soul, like Zed's dead and Grizz song. And that was sick. yeah, Yeah. So that whole drop is literally what I added was kick snare or pretty much drums and bass. And then the rest of it is the original song on beats warp mode <laughs> really <laughs> yeah. amazing just like you just cut off the low end yeah so i just like i cut off the low end i stretch it like four or five times long put it on like nice. 16th like double forward beats mode whatever and like drag back the arrow and like different clips because you can assign different things to different clips like beat warp modifications so mm-hmm. um just messing around with that and i got some crazy awesome like lead sounds because there's just really cool sounds in that you know original thing and i was too lazy to try to like stem it out ai or any of that stuff. So I just was like, what if I just use the original? Cause I'm using the original already for like the intro. Yeah. And I just like pitched it up 12 and stretched it times five and then put it on some cool sounds. And I was like, wow. And I've been doing that a lot more with like vocals or if I'm working on a song, I'll bounce it and then do that same technique to my bounce and then put it back in the song. Kind of like sampling your own master. In a yeah. Way. Yeah. That's cool. I like that. Yeah. Do you, I mean, assume you do a lot of resampling. Mm-hmm. Have you ever played with uh, BIP, like Bounce in Place, Max for Live device? Nah, no. It's like a dream for resampling. It's like saved me a lot of time because you can uh, key map it. I key map it to like a certain key. Typically resampling, it defaults to the master. Mm-hmm. So it's actually listening and resampling into a new audio track, whatever the master is hearing, right? So typically if you have a limiter or a clip or whatever, it's going through all of your master processing. Yeah. So BIP, you can control it and say it automatically will create a new audio track and it'll do all the routing for that new track directly from the track that's selected and on the timeline start resampling it from that place oh, wow. as pre or post effects is i always get this weird with like with um not weird but um, it looks like this well max for live stuff is it like free or do you buy stuff on max for live um both both okay yeah if you go to maxforlive.com there's like a billion free max for live stuff that people just put out because they have like good hearts and they're generous but mm-hmm. then there's like you know, Gumroad, people will make you pay. This one, I think, is like five bucks or something. Okay. But it's really sick. Like, I just, like, map it to, like, capital R or something. And then if I just click here, and then I just hit that, it'll pop out a new audio track, and it automatically routes it. That's a terrible sound. <laughs> but you get That's the idea. That's a lot of cursing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty, pretty vulgar, the... pretty vulgar <laughs> sample. <laughs> Yeah. You can make it cool. Just pitch it down on warp mode. <laughs> put on beats mode and just make it bounce, right? Like that sound, I'd put like a chorus with like a, with um, what's it called? The new pitch thing. The, yeah. Like a little bouncy thing. Yeah. It's like, well, when you go like down to here, this mouse is so delayed. It'd yeah. Sorry about that. Oh, it's fine. It's just a fun challenge, really. Just I'm just testing your skills right now. I don't think the play button works. Just like my last show, the play button didn't work. It's oh, you tough. can hit space bar, right? It's not working. But as space you, bar doesn't work. Oh, I'm so sorry. I had to stop. All right, yeah, you got the space bar. I got the mouse. Ready? Hit this space. Team, hit space. This is teamwork. I hit space. 
That's cool. That's <laughs> really dope. Yeah, I think we just made a banger. Yeah, exactly. That was perfect. <laughs> and then you just put like the chorus of pitch wobble, and then you put auto filter, and then you put the put it through saturation. <laughs> like, yeah, and you, got, and you got a cool little whistle sound. <laughs> a little whistle oh, bleep. I was actually walking in here, and the door scraping against the metal on the was a cool sound. Yeah, <laughs> that's how my brain works. I'm like, oh. Yeah, that's a lot of producers. Like when I was in the subway in New York, I was like, oh, that's a cool sample. And I'll hear like a pigeon and I'll like try to sample it. I'm like chasing pigeons through the street, almost getting hit by cars. <laughs> yes. Amazing. Yeah. So like, yeah, you'll definitely play with like the envelope and the clips and doing some like messing with the pitch and the warp modes. Have you noticed like the warp mode, like the default warp mode in Live 11? Are you on 11? Uh-huh. Like the newest one, they really updated it. So if you drag in anything that wasn't recorded to like a click, it does an amazing job of like timing it up pretty well. Oh, really? for, yeah. When you just turn on warp or just drag any sample in there, it stretches it really well to like the beat and the grid. It's really impressive. Yeah. I've definitely like, I've always had that mode on where it like auto does it. And usually it's pretty accurate. I think the whole time I've used live, but um, I, I haven't really messed with stuff that's like out of time too much. So I'd definitely love to see that. That's cool. Yeah, like, because sometimes, like, if, even in Splice, like, if you grab a sample of, like, a drum beat or whatever, sometimes it doesn't warp it. Like, yeah. right, it gets weird. But lately, it's done an awesome job of just locking that in. Yes, I love that. The warping, it's like that that and, like, the, the sifting through audio that not a lot of people know that I've worked with. And it's such a good trick. It's like the option command shift. And then you can, like, drag through your audio clip in this, in this view. Yeah, exactly. So you can just like click here and then you can move. It has to be warped, but you can pull it back and forth to the left and the right. Yeah. So a lot of times like with the chicken, that's what I did. I, I made up the rhythm that I wanted, like short, 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 long, short, 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 long. And then yeah. I'll like go through and scrub and randomly until it's cool. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, it was a great sample. Tom, he sounded really good. And he got a laugh every time. So <laughs> that's good. Yeah, man, I think music should be fun and you like embody that super well in like your videos and stuff. And like I heard a really good quote from Jimmy Carves on the Joe Rogan podcast, actually. He said like laughter is older than language. Oh, yeah. And I was like, that's really kind of probably true. Like people were probably laughing before they were even really like, <laughs> like uh -huh. cavemen speaking. Yeah, like. Because it is such a weird involuntary uh, thing. You can't really describe what makes it. It's usually like subverted expectations a little bit. Like when I hear a good drop at a show, I'll just laugh. I want to be like, sometimes I'm like, oh, but a lot of times I'm like, <laughs> wow, that's great. <laughs> like if it just like completely blows your mind, I usually just laugh. Totally, man. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like on, I was at the, I got to go to Lost Lands this year and like that first day I miraculously got on main stage to yeah, play. I saw that. Congrats. That's really cool. Thanks, dude. Yeah, it was just like a big whole story of uh, how we even got there. It was crazy, but when I was up there, I was like filming and they can hear in the video, I'm just literally giggling like this is so crazy. It's like subverting my expectation. So you didn't go there to actually do a set. You went there just like as an attendee and then. Yeah, they do like a big back to back on that first night. And so then um, I was got back there and then because my friend Chink Aaron was playing and I went to see him and went with him. He actually had the extra plane ticket last minute or else I wouldn't have been able to go. And then my other friend Tom Brando, so both Tom's. Had the extra pass. So them together got me to Lost Lands. Right, shout out Tom. Yeah, shout out the Toms. And then um that and then I knew from working that club, I knew one of the guys backstage who worked closely with the excision team and he's like, You wanna go up there and play? Nice. And I was like, 
yeah so shout, shout out <laughs> <Sure>. patrick <laughs> like him and uh so i stood up there for like 40 minutes just like awkwardly and then i finally like plugged in my usb and i was like it's time to play level nine <laughs> there's yes. no other choice that's such a great track yeah it's, I love honestly it just like slapped though so hard i've never heard my music like that but on that system oh man all the djs freaked out um they were that was like the best like obviously the crowd blew up a little like was like oh but like all the like artists around me that don't know who i am just like literally like oh it's amazing it was so different than what everyone else was playing like, oh yeah tear out dubstep or heavier stuff and i was like i'm just gonna bring it to woo, woo, woo. yeah get the wubs yeah like that's Yoki, a nice mix up Yoki was like yeah <laughs> i was like yeah yeah dude that's that's the best feeling when you're like on a good sound system and you drop a track that you haven't heard on a system like that and it still slaps and you're like oh i got to play on voids this summer and sing every song in my set i was just like oh yes and of course the black box yeah, congratulations, dude. You, that's well-deserved because you grind and you work really hard for sure. I can just see all the stuff you're putting out. We have another third guest with us right now. Her name is Bella. I don't know if you can see her on the screen, but uh, she's under the table right now, and I think she wants to go out. Do you want to open the door for her? Hi, Bella. Thanks for being on the podcast, girl. Bella. Bye, Bella. Love Come you. Come on. Yeah, it's like 100 degrees in here compared to out there. We'll just pretend that we're actually using this board right now. It's a nice prop. Yeah, having a fake console is pretty cool. Yeah, it's really great. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's it not worked. real. Yeah. <laughs> None of this is green screen you got in here is really, yeah. on the cameras it looks yeah. very real. But. This acoustic treatment looks so incredibly real, doesn't it? It's almost like I could touch it. Yeah, the, the Photoshop AI is doing great. Yeah, I worked really hard on staging this room, make mm -hmm. it look real. Yeah, I don't think I said anything, but shout out KMG Studios for just opening up this space for you and all these other guests that are on the podcast. Really nice of them just to let us crash their, their pad. It's really cool. Oh, you got to do a green tablecloth and then you can have us floating. That's a good idea. <laughs> hey, do you want to edit that for all my podcasts? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. I'll just send you the footage. Keyframe it. <laughs> Sounds great. Yeah, I mean... What do you use for video editing, and how long have you been doing that? You're going to love this, Ableton. <laughs> really? Yeah. You edit all of your video in Ableton? Pretty much, the, like, the, the chunk of it, like, the hard part. People oh, yes. are like, that must take forever. I'm like, no, dude, I just, I take an iPhone video. I think I showed this a little bit in the class, or I take a video, and I just chop it up in Ableton because I'm fast in Ableton. Command E it, make a song out of nice. it. But then the, if I, as long as you don't consolidate the audio clip, the video stays with it. And you can't, there's, like, limitations. You can't, like, edit it, edit it, you know, but you can time align it to the song with yeah. a beat grid because i wish like premiere and all these programs don't have like a bpm grid they always have time grids which is like i don't know how you're supposed to like unless you're like keyframing so i don't know how they make movies <laughs> but i don't know anything about that but uh if i have like a 150 bpm click i can just edit every bar to be a different scene or different clip it's super easy and very fast wow. then i export that if I want to do some more stuff, I'll put that in Premiere and like do like the zooms or put it in Resolume and do all those cool effects. Yeah, I love Resolume, man. So like I've been all the crazy effects I do is Resolume, exporting those out of Resolume, putting it in Ableton, chopping it to the beat, kind of like a mud pie, kind of like a video mud pie. So yeah. if I have like even I've done I do this all the time with album artwork. I'll put the album artwork in Resolume, fuck it up for like maybe like twenty minutes, just like spiral flash strobe like i have this uh, video clip it's like 20 minutes long throw that in ableton do that like shift command option whatever go through it line it up to a beat or the song export that 
throw it in Premiere. <laughs> it's like this whole process. Yeah. And then I can do like the vertical version and then I can do like the zooms and like I can do whatever Premiere can do. I'm, That's really smart. Yeah. So it's like using all the tools I know how to to the best of my ability together versus like sitting down with Premiere and be like, oh, to keyframe, how do I make it kaleidoscope? <laughs> like, I don't know how to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Resident Bloom's got some really cool effects. That hey, it makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah, and, maybe and I should do some more of that. And I was a VJ for a long time, so I get like, I get the visual side of it. Yeah, you said lighting earlier. I didn't know if that meant like uh, video as so, well. At first, it was lighting because the room only had like was it five movers and like an over overboard like LED like pixel thing, so yeah. nothing like visually. Then I like got promoted to the main floor, which was like a full wall. Yeah, I would do. And I would make, get my, not make, would get my own content. I was like a DJ who didn't produce VJ because I didn't make any visual content. I would just like go, because the screen was so low res there. So I could do like GIFs and it would look fine because it was, <laughs> so I would just go on Giphy and get like every GIF, Amazing. like SpongeBob or whatever and like line it up. So in this era of dubstep, like so many like, no, it's Patrick. And then I'd put the, like Patrick tripping out on the screen, like and just be fast with it and quick with it. And that awesome. was such a fun job. That's amazing. But then I took that skill and put it to my branding of like, oh, it's a song about turtles. Go on Giphy, get a bunch of turtle GIFs, yeah. make a funny video. And that's all that was. It's just GIFs or GIFs. Yeah, that's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, no, honestly, I'd need to do some more video editing in Ableton because it does, like you're right, like that would be an easy way to sync it up and then mm -hmm. starting with like Reslum to do all the weird effects, import it to Ableton and then do your finishing touches in Premiere. Do you use like the take lanes to like chop different videos in one track? Ooh, that'd be good. I, I don't know how to set... I guess you, if you just loop it and shorten it, does it turn into take lanes? Mm -hmm. Yeah, oh, so okay. you can actually open up uh, command... Sh uh, you have to, like, have a recording first. But it, if, you, if, you looped, if you loop that bleep from, like, 4 to 4.5 and put it on loop mode, does it turn the rest of it into take lanes below it? So you can right-click the audio track and choose insert take lane. Oh, you And then you just create as many as you want. I didn't know that. Or command D it, and then just keep command Ding. And then, yeah, you could like, we could just pretend this is like a video. And then you can just have multiple videos like oh, this. Oh, and then do it that way. And then Command B for your Bencil tool. And then just do this. Yeah. And chop the videos like that. That's cool. I didn't know you could like create the lanes and then add stuff. I thought you had to like loop and record it. I've done this before for sure, but I, I used to think that was the only way. And then I just stumbled on that in accident. I was like, oh, that's sweet. Oh yeah. That's an incredible way to do it. That's essentially what I'm doing with like that key command, just like more random almost. But yeah, if you know, know where things are, you could like, oh, get it great. I love using that for vocals. And oh yeah, I had a, totally. in school, I had a project where I had to do drums and it was, I still have a picture of it. I think on my phone. Um, but it's like I had to comp drums from like eight takes. Yeah. So it was like the most colorful top layer. But it's like every drum, you know, there's like eight mics, 12 mics on a drum kit. So like mm. picking the best, but it was all like synced up. I don't know. It's a I'm, lot of mics to mix. I remember, I remember being proud of that. I was like, oh, I did it. I comped it. It's like every color, every like eight, you know, because you just pick the best parts of every take. Yeah. Um, it's, now it's what I do now with like synths. I'll, I'll treat it like an analog synth and just record it and mud pie it essentially. Yeah. For people who don't know what mud pies are. Maybe want to like say that somebody might be like, "What's a mud pie?" Um, it's like a, if you're treated any synth or any sound source like an analog synth, where you can't edit it once it's made. So like if you just record a whole bunch of stuff, and then you pick and choose the best parts using either this method or um, the scroll through method. But I like we do it vocal. Like we do vocal pies. We do all, we just we take that like idea of using it with a synth and do it with everything. So I, like I said earlier with the video, but like we'll do like pre drop. 
mud pies. <laughs> so we're just like, you everyone go in a separate room with their iPhone or, and just be like, drop the base. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. Okay. And like, even like you'd have this whole audio file, then you could chop it up, make a little sample pack. Yeah. Like it's just a fun way to like get a stream of consciousness. And then that's cool. First being like trying to tweak a preset to be perfect when you hit it. And then and you're like, oh, okay. Now what? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Got to make it dirty. I love going through like Rift has a um, Rift is so sick. That's what. So imagine. Okay, so Rift is this just the distortion unit in that current plugin. So imagine Serum, but instead of distortion, it's Rift. Instead of EQ, it's Morph EQ. Whoa. Instead of delay, it's like their cluster delay. This is that minimal audio synth mm-hmm. you're talking about. So they're using all their insanely sick effects as like they're just stock effects in the synth. What's that called again? Current. Current. Yeah. Yeah. How so much is like, it? Do you know? Um, it's free for 30 days now, and then I think 200 after that. And there's oh, also a rent to own. Only 200. For what it is, it's nuts. <laughs> it sounds like a lot. And you could isolate each module too, it sounds like. So mm-hmm. you could get a lot just out of one point. I think, I think when you buy it, you actually do get all those effects separately or something. Because they, they actually came out with a subscription model and then got like destroyed on Twitter about it. And I thought it was... Yeah, minimal audio is like the real MVP. They make Rift and they make a lot of other really solid. What other plugins do they make? They make some crazy, crazy sick plugins. But they have like the um oh yeah, that multiband one I bought. Like I bought all their stuff already. Like use compressor. Separately. That kind of looks like Pro MB. It's like Pro MB meets OTT. It's sick. What? Yeah. But that's just that's the compressor in the synth. Like it's insane. Wow. Um, so you obviously get it standalone for 50, but I think we, there's a, there's a way to buy all of it at once. So that's a good deal then. Cause they're including a lot of their plugins into, okay. That's crazy. Rift is 130. Damn. Not when I bought it. So you're saying Rift does actually run in current. Yep. It's like the distortion unit. Wow. That's a good deal then for 200 bucks. So yeah, I don't know if you get it standalone or if they're working that out, but, uh, I love Rift in this in general because of random presets or mm-hmm. like random selectors. So you have like a sine wave and then you do the recording, you record your stuff, click random 80 times, and then you have like a cool mud pie of like a sine wave. That's fun. That's how I made that jiggler tune. I just made one cool preset and then just put a bunch of different riffs on it over time. <laughs> I especially like the jiggler video you made. Oh yeah, that's one of my favorite videos. That's a pretty solid video. Everybody go watch that right now. It's funny. It's just something I've learned too. Is like I don't know. As sad as it is, as sad as it is, the more effort I put into a video, the worse it does. Like that Jiggler video took like Dude. all day. It was like I'm so proud of it. It's funny, but I got like you know several thousand views. Whereas like I took a video the other day on my couch of a new song and I got like almost a million. It's so amazing. People I think relate with just like you being you or just whatever. So that was literally just me when I was making the song, being like I just made a song. It's cool. Versus like this whole produced like. Yeah thing of me being funny but i love both i i wish both isn't it funny how that works i feel like that's like that with my music like stuff that just like i just end up spewing out within like a day it's like usually my best track yeah level nine i made in like two hours as an intro for a show without the i didn't have like the vocal in it the sample in it i had something else in it but i just did it i played a show for the mountain a mountain show here but yeah with mersive I mean, somebody's just recording on their phone oh. through the window. That's Drew. Hey, Drew. He owns the studio. I just see this random iPhone recording us through the window right now. I was really confused. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. Distracted. Very good. What were we talking about? Uh, Kush, I think. <laughs> we're talking about weed, <laughs> money, Kush, money, drugs, um, fame. Something about something. I don't, I don't know. know. 
Who really knows? Just tell us in the comments below <laughs> what we were talking about, and we'll catch up next we'll time. We'll get back to you. Yeah, speaking of, actually, you can on Spotify comment on this podcast episode and tell us what you think. Oh, yeah. So yeah, then you can we can it. interact with people there. Fun fact of the day, if you didn't know, everybody out there. So if you could only use one synth that is native in Ableton Live, so one of Ableton Live synths only, what would it be? Synths? Oh, yeah. probably Wavetable. Yeah, dude. No, um, I feel like it doesn't get, it doesn't get enough love. <laughs> Wavetable's amazing. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to choose one, but Wavetable just would be like obviously the most like broad if I just had to use one. But I really love Drift that came out. Yes, dude. That Drift would be plus Rift. Yes. Perfect marriage. Dude, I love, love like it. the mono thing where you... Uh, you can take all the voices and mono them, so it sounds like a fat like analog. So I think they, they, they crush that. Um, you could really distort that thing and overdrive it too. It has thick analog kind of tone to it. Yeah, I don't know how you make that stuff, but I love it. I, I know this it. synth has like a soft clipper, two different ones on the on the out, output of it or something. Yeah. But um, anything that sounds good hot, I love. <laughs> yeah, anything dirty and nice. Yeah. I, I know I've always encouraged people to like just learn the instrument rather than just buying preset packs. Yeah. But there's an amazing drift preset pack by Sidebrain. Do you know who he is? Uh uh-uh. yeah, he's an Ableton certified trainer. Yuta Benatar is his name, but he makes like incredible, incredible packs and devices and racks and stuff. But he just released like a massive drift preset pack for like twenty bucks and I would pay a hundred for it. It's so good. Yeah. I always feel like when I got vital when it first came out i was like because it was free with like almost no presets or like 70 bucks with all the presets and i was like well if it's free before i buy i'm gonna buy the presets of course but i was like if it's free i'm gonna like make myself learn it before i buy the rest so i made like i made my own like 60 or 70 pack nice samples and i made an ep out of it and then i released the pack that's still available that's is it on your website where can people download it that's on like gum road yeah it's on my gum road um but yeah so I think that's super important to learn it. Drift's a little like intimidating because it is simple. It's like, how can I make all these cool sounds with all these things? Or like you work hard on a preset and then you like drag in a, like a real preset and you're like, wow, I did nothing. <laughs> it sounds so, so bad. Same with this. Like any anything I get recently, especially what face plant. I like, yeah. I don't know. It's like almost, that's almost like option paralysis because you open a face plant and you're like, I can do anything forever. I can put yeah. a multi-pass and a multi-pass on like a, Oh, well, then you open like Rob Swire's preset, the dial up, and it's just you press a button and it's a whole dial up sequence uh, to the T. There's cool. there's one called Chase Scene where it's like all these like uh, sirens, cars, and helicopter sounds all programmed in, in phase plant. I'm like, amazing. Dude, I just made it go like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah. Hey, sometimes that's what people want is just a nice, simple wub. Oh, yeah. 100%. Simpler the better. Yeah, it's true. Simpler is also cool. We yeah. do love simpler. Sampler, yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's great. I think that'd be, I think sampler would be, if that counts, I guess that is an instrument because I think that's also just endless. Yeah. That and wavetable. But I don't know. That also relies on a synth to put, make samples out of. So if you just had one thing, I'd want something generative. That's like true. Wavetable. You can do anything with sampler, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Just get a good sample, throw it in there, or even a bad sample. My friend does the mud pies. He puts the mud pie in sampler and then changes the start position. Yeah. And that's like a great way of getting yeah. crazy totally. things. It's a great idea. Yeah, definitely make that start position jump around. Um, yeah, Ableton released a really interesting hack the other day on morphing sounds using Sampler. And it's like, you just create like an instrument rack. It's pretty cool. I do have like the cleanest videos on Instagram. Like, they do. It's so satisfying. It's like, click, click, and it's so sad. Like, zooms around on the screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like, they were basically saying like, creating two chains, like put an instrument in there. So you're like two samplers or whatever. 
using LFO. I thought this was really dope. You could just probably go to their like page and actually watch it, and it'd probably be much better. They go into the chain, and like if people didn't know, you can actually just like drag these chains out all the way, and then uh, fade them, and they fade it at one to the one way and the other way, mm-hmm. and then they grab like an LFO, and so you just have like two different sounds. It could be anything, and then you just map this LFO to that chain selector. Yep. And it just creates like this really cool, like smooth transition between different sounds that just like it's constantly, that sounds like it's modulating. That's cool. As really, I thought that was a really cool hack the other day. I was like, I should do that more. This chain thing of like really, I've dove into before because you can assign velocity key and of course like a macro like this or whatever. Yeah. But like I've done it with hi hats. So I have a bunch of hi hats and then I just macro that thing that's moving automatically to like one knob but i have a bunch of hi-hats that are like you know each little thing yeah. so you, know, you go through it or whatever have like totally. pretty much a generator of of sound ready to go so you put all the hi-hats like in a zone is that what you're saying yeah, yeah pretty and, much with zone and then you just make it go back and forth mm-hmm. or just like oh or you could do different keys or different velocities do different like uh yeah. hats so if you can because then that's more not for more like playing but more for like just choosing a hi-hat. You already have your pattern written out, so then you can like just change the velocity and get different sounds really easily. Yeah. Um, I love that. Yeah, there's so much you can do. Like That's that's why I love Ableton, this this little stuff here. Same, dude. There's It's endless. There's so many things, and it's really fun. And like, I don't know. I like doing this podcast because I can constantly learn from people like you who do crazy, weirder stuff than I do. It's a lot of fun. Then you can just put that in a rack and put that in a rack and then save that. Rack exception. <laughs> rack exception. Rack exception. Rack rack exception, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's a sample right there. Somebody sample that. Yeah, sample two of the podcast. Yeah. You have the can and rack rack sample. What and Tom. Say? Don't forget Tom. <laughs> yeah, Tom. Again. <laughs> there it is. You're kind of on a break right now for playing shows for a little bit, aren't you? Because you, yeah. you were going, you're playing a lot of shows. You played Mission. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was out of town. I was sad I missed that. I wanted to come. That would, looked like a great show. Yeah, it was supposed to be Red Rocks. Then two days before, yeah. slammed a mission because like weather implications that was going to happen on that day. So that was like a bittersweet moment because it was sweet as hell. I got to play a mission, and because it was got full sound almost, not full, but like really close, full screen, and everyone showed up and packed up early because it was coming from a Red Rock show. It was first come, first serve. So I had, by the end of my set, like a full mission ballroom. That's amazing. And I worked like very hard on that set for like months before because it was supposed to be my Red Rocks debut. It was like a 50-minute set, pretty much all original, blah, blah, blah. And then so I worked hard on that. And then like, oh, you have 10 extra minutes and it's mission now, two days before. And I was like, awesome. Great. Let's go. (laughs) I was like, I'll add more songs and then play it. And then like it was a couple days later. Oh, I had the whole intro. That was like the best part or the most like the intro was like, uh, Joe Swanson voice I do being like yeah it was you talking like, <laughs> it was like oh, yeah uh, what is something about it was a it was a dad joke yeah it was um <laughs> red rocks oh it really sounds like I like the color red like red rocks it was this whole thing <laughs> I watched that yeah so I made the whole like video to match up and then they're like we're switching to mission ballroom I'm like oh, I really want to play that but I can't like it's it wouldn't make sense even if it was like just move so I'm gonna do the cooler thing and make fun of it and like so i did the whole like welcome to red oh wait this is mission ballroom and that's like in the intro so then I, just for that intro i put out that mix on soundcloud and it's been really well received because it is yeah. like i felt like i was releasing an album because of how much unreleased music's in it it's mm-hmm. such a good feeling just to get it out and especially in a mix form where it's just like all at once very digestible yeah and it's a good representation of like what i'm playing i've been kind of playing in all my shows this past, since then 
have been like edits of that because it'll be my first time playing in these cities. Whereas Denver, I have it's every time I play here, like it's a brand new set pretty much, except for maybe songs people want to hear. Yeah. Um, but when I play like uh, I just announced today I'm playing Indianapolis for the first time in December. I moved here from Indy. Oh, nice. Where are you at? Where are you playing? The Mousetrap. Yeah, I've played there so many times. Yeah, that's, that's a good dope. vibe. It's a total hole in the wall. Yes. But it's it's a good vibe. People will, you'll have a lot of fun. No, I'm stoked. But yeah, I'll like, I'll take that Mission Ballroom like core structure because I know it's good and I'll add all the new songs I want to play. Like I've been adding a bunch of new stuff. I just added a whole new like 15 minutes to it for my last show and just because you get sick. I usually start it with like stuff that's not mine. I just kind of hype myself up and everyone and then yeah. I kind of end it all with mine. Um, but yeah, DJing and those shows are super fun and it's really cool playing places for the first time because like I've heard the Jiggler a million times. Denver's heard it a million times every time I play it here. Yeah. But when I play it for the first time for someone and like I was only planning to play the first drop of that, but at every stop I played, uh, the energy like in the room blew up and I was like, oh, got to play the second drop because like people know that song. Yeah. You kind of forget that. Yeah. They've never heard it live before or like loud or however you want to say. Yeah. Never heard that loud. <laughs> never heard it loud before. <laughs> only <laughs> listen to music on my iPhone. Imagine it this loud, but with fire. <laughs> oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah I get yeah. some pyro cannons. <laughs> I did make a song called Fire recently, or I'm actually going to call it, oh yeah, Fire, yeah, yeah. Whoa, fire, yeah, yeah, yeah. Beavis some butthead. It's a really long title. <laughs> Whoa, fire, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, fire, whoa. <laughs> and yeah. Have you ever had any, like, with any of your samples getting strikes on, like, YouTube or anything of it, like, flagging it? YouTube all the time, yeah. Yeah. They just, that's why I like YouTube, because they, they don't care. They just, you just can't monetize it. And right. I can't even monetize my YouTube, I don't think, yet. I think you have to have a certain amount of clout, pretty much, to get monetized, whether it's, like, followers or, like, likes or something. I don't know. That is a good question. Um, I think it might be. A th I just hit a thousand, so maybe might be able to now. I know TikTok. There's like requirements to get uh, monetized. Mo more risky enough is like Spotify, but also no one cares. I know this artist. I won't out him, I guess, but he has like a whole Drake verse on the second verse of his song that's on Spotify. Mm. Stick filtered out, whatever. It's sick. Yeah. Like so, I stopped really caring because the worst I can do is like to come after you for that song. Yeah. And if the song makes no money, and then I don't know. <laughs> right. If you start making a ton of money on a song, then some lawyer probably is going to start caring about it. Yep. And then, but then they'll just be like, "Give me all the money from that song." Yeah. And then, but you still have like a career. I don't know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you still it's like the, got the clout from it what, anyway. What's so. his name? Uh, Bauer. Did the Harlem Shake. Oh and they yeah. They took dude. all the money it made, but he's still like Bauer. So oh, did they? Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Because that sample wasn't clear, but that also is like globally. It's viral huge. yeah he blew up from that and <laughs> yeah. now he probably hates playing that song because <laughs> <it's like, it's laughs> yeah, so i like, saw him live once uh, i think it was electric forest or wherever that was and he didn't play it and everybody was disappointed i was like i don't blame him he's played that a million times yeah that, that's definitely like the downfall of trying to be more of like funny or comedic if something is like non-serious that blows up it which is fine but it's like but check out like my real song. <laughs> That's really but also cool. I made other tracks. Yeah, like I sing on this one and it's like about this. But they're like, ah, yeah. play the No, play we this. don't care. Yeah. Play yeah. the one with the Adventure Time sample. So I've kind of just leaned to do it more. And like, yeah, yeah, like Adventure Time came after me for the Jiggler from being on Spotify, which movies is usually fine. It's like sampling music that's a little bit more hairy. Because mm. um, I feel like people listen to the Jiggler and like, oh, I want to watch Adventure Time. It's like mutual. Yeah. Um, whereas music, it's more sought as like taking. But um, like Harry Potter Puppet Pals. Is like something if it made a bunch of money, I'm sure wouldn't fly. Harry, that's amazing. I did the, the dubstep remix of it. Snape, Snape. Have Snape you ever heard Snape. of uh, playphrase.me? No. So it's like a movie sampler. Basically, I think it gives you like a certain amount for free and then you have to pay for it. 
Oh, it's not opening. There we go. Yeah, it's really interesting. Like, it, you just type in any phrase, any keyword phrase, and then it'll just start playing random, like, five to ten second movie clips of every movie that said that. Oh. So you could type right here, uh, just pick anything, something that might be common. Say level nine turtle. Let's just try level nine. That might be too specific. Let's see what that gives us. Of course, now it's not going to work. Let's just try chicken. So yeah, right here. Roast chicken? Well, maybe if we was having a roast chicken one night or something. Roast him like a chicken. So he would have seen what it felt like. In fact, uh, they should... Yeah, so it just starts playing all these so movie fast. clips that have chicken. <laughs> chicken. It just keeps going. And then eventually they want you to pay for it. But yeah, it just shows a bunch of movie clips or whatever of where that phrase has been said. It's crazy. It's got a massive database. Yeah, so I would take that. I'd route the audio out from my computer into like Black Hole, put it in Ableton, and then you could just use it. And just take it. <laughs> yeah, and just use like three different browsers so it doesn't remember you coming back. Exactly. Yeah, there you go. A lot of the AI stuff's like that. Like, here it is for free. Yeah. And you're like, this is so cool. And then they're like, now pay. Just kidding. Give us your money. I mean, it makes sense, though. Speaking Whatever. of money, I just Googled, and you need a 1,000 subscribers on YouTube to monetize your channel, it looks like. And 4,000 hours of public watch time within yeah. a 12 That's probably the hard part. Yeah, 4,000 hours of public watch time within a 12-month period. Yeah. Or 10 million public YouTube shorts views within a 90-day period. That seems even harder. I just, uh, Instagram's been telling me, like, how much time my videos take up, and I had the whole trippy thought of, like, I'm taking up people's time. Cause I watched a video cause it was like, I posted it like 10 minutes and I watched this video. Then it gave me this stat. That's like your view, your reel has been viewed for two hours. It's been out for like 10 minutes. Oh, so just like, and it was only like a thousand views, but I was like a thousand, whatever it was views times 30 seconds divided by, I did the math and I was like, Oh, it is like two hours. I just took two hours out of people's lives in 10 minutes by a video. And I was like, that's, that's a crazy concept. <laughs> It is a crazy concept. Dude. And that's There's, like small numbers. Imagine like how much time is Drake taken out? You know, all the Gen Zers are doom scrolling their lives away. Yeah. I mean that in the nicest way possible. <laughs> I find myself in there. Like, oh. I mean, I'm guilty of that too. Oh, like yeah. totally. I've done that many times. I've, I have to catch myself where I'm just like, what am I doing right now? Like I've been spending an hour just like scrolling through watching puppies on TikTok. <laughs> dude, TikTok got me and I've had it forever since it first came out. But like, there's like, moments but when it first came out and it was very like there was no ads you know it was like the pure tiktok it's great very algorithmic i would just sit in my bed for like three hours and just be like this is the best thing i've ever because everyone thought it was like dancing girls i'm like no it's whatever you watch and like yeah. it'll so good what are you what's mostly your videos that the algorithm is feeding you i've been not using it as much recently but it's a lot of dj stuff of course mm, yeah. um besides that it's like comedy um and like cool video edit stuff mm-hmm video game because then you're getting more into like rocket league stuff like people streaming it oh, yeah. i've accidentally got into the whole non-player character live streams oh yeah super, super weird because i'm like it's so weird that i'm like what's this so i watch it for a second and then it gives me more of it and i'm like and you're like oh, no. so ridiculous that people are like um then there's I like i really get it i don't get it at all but people are like acting and like do you know this do you know this guy Hayes? The artist? Yeah. He did like a funny video on TikTok about it where he was like mimicking it. And I thought it was like just like some weird joke. And then a friend showed me, it was like, no, he's like making fun of like people who are making a, a you know, a point of yeah. a joke on this. And yeah. I was like, oh, that's crazy. That people do that. And it made it even funnier because then I watched some of the real people doing it. I'm like, that's crazy. But hell yeah, get that bag, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Respect the hustle. Yeah. I think you find a good balance though, like 
because I think a lot of artists are either like sometimes really good at the promoting, but not that great at the producing and releasing. And then I think you're a good balance of both where like you, you do produce a lot of stuff, like your stuff is quality, mix is good. And then you also really are good at promoting it, which can be like half the battle because you yeah. can make the best track in the world. But if you don't do a good job promoting it, like not many people might hear it, you know? And obviously there's word of mouth, like people share stuff. That's great. Yeah. But not is a less likely chance if you don't promote it well or put it out there. Not not as many people are gonna hear it. Yeah, that's what I was just so sick of. I was like, I'll spend like months on a song and then like I'll put it out and I'll make like a Instagram post like back in the day, like a picture of the artwork, maybe even another post later, and then next song. And I was like, What's the point of like I don't know where I heard it. Someone was talking about like if you're gonna spend twenty hours on the song, spend twenty hours on the marketing. Cause like why do all that? If you're not trying to like obviously make music for yourself and all that stuff, but if you're trying to get it out there, then get it out there and you can be really creative about it. That guy, Hayes, I was just mentioning him. He's really good at it because he makes funny videos, but in the background of these videos are like his new songs. This guy Cyclops, who does really, really funny marketing where like he'll make a whole video game, funny series, but in the background the whole time, it's his new single playing. And like, 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 Oh wait, what is that song? Yeah. Um, It's kind of like the end goal and just being funny. So now I'm just kind of in- implementing the both where I'm like if I do a, a show trailer instead of like using a song, I'll just like make a song for the trailer yeah. and then it just keeps me creative and going too. That's a good idea is yeah, it's interesting because a lot of times I think people focus on making the entire track first before making any kind of content for it. But if you're doing the opposite, if you're creating content and then making a track for that content, then you've already got an idea that's started to be fleshed out and it's popular already. If you like put it out and it does yeah. well, like that's, that's all the vibra- vibration gun was. That was the first video to do that format for me. Cause I was, I was doing these silly sampling videos all the time. I was sampling like Xboxes, the Nazi zombie box and just whatever. Mm. And then I was at my parents' house and they had the, the vibration gun thing. I had that video from TikTok, Um, and I was like, okay, what if I made this funny video about it? And then just, just it was just for it the internet just for instagram all those songs are one day i'll do an album where it's just like all the 30 second songs and call it be cool so you can just like listen to it on soundcloud or something um but that one was like everyone's comment like when is this coming out when is this coming out and i was like oh shit i gotta make this into like a real song so i slapped a second drop on it and then put it out that was the first time that ever happened nice and then since then it's kind of like a if it's if it's like a full song like um that here we go again which is like a fully dope four minute song I advertise it a bit but then a lot of the times it's like I'll make a song for a video and then if that pops off I'll finish that out but then I also have like the real music that I'm grinding on in the background <laughs> to yeah. build yeah. the audience and then once I have the audience which I'm starting to get drop like the polished music on them and stuff yeah that's smart man that's a good idea real uh, yeah I think simplify is like real them in with like entertainment and comedy and then once they're there like give them actually really cool music <laughs> yeah definitely and it keeps you writing. It keeps you making stuff. Yeah. Like which is takes a lot of time, man. That's a lot of it's a lot of work. Yeah. I, I love the another quote I heard recently is that it takes a lot of time to make a bad song. <laughs> or something like that. It's like or like uh what was it? I think it was like that was it. It takes so much time to make a bad song. That was it. Because I've resonated with that hard because I've like yeah. I've made terrible songs that just took so much time. Me too. Or I've made good songs and like very quickly. Yeah. So I'm like, if you're like overthinking it, either like come back to it later. Yeah. Kind of like collab with yourself type or just, yeah. Yeah. That seems to be like the secret sauce in my experiences and people I've met is like recognizing when something's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Like that can be really tricky because if you're in a feedback loop and you're listening to the same eight bar loop for like forever, 
it's hard to know what's good or not. But in the moment, if you can make split decisions on like, I like this idea and I can hear the context of where it can go, then like you can work so much faster and get that idea built out into something that you can actually finish. Yeah. Some of my favorite producers, I imagine like in the people I've like collabed with, like some of my favorite collabs are with people who can hear something and be like, no, but what, what if we did this instead? Or mm. like in the moment they recognize that's a good idea or that sucks. Let's delete it and do something else. Because otherwise you're just like trying to polish a turd. Yep. hundred <laughs> like percent. Over and over. I, lo- I love that. Yeah. That's why I love collabing. Cause then so many times like I'll delete something and they'll be like, or I'm about to delete something. And then they'll be like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. What was that? That was sick. Command Z. Like something I would have never keep or vice versa. Yeah. I'm working on something and like, get rid of that. You kind of trust each other. Also just having like pressure. So people watching, I love people watching and like, whether they're like interested in the producing or not. Um, just like people in the room. We always see these like studios that are filled with all these people and everyone's like kind of partying while someone's like making a beat. Like, I love that. I'd love to be in that hot seat. Cause it's yeah. like, no second guessing, go, go, go. Like the other day I was recording a vocalist who's kind of like interested in producing. And I was just starting that right before they got there. I started that, um, flip it flip that just came out. It's like, flip touch it. it. Yeah, grab it, touch flip it. it. Yeah, I was like, Oh, I want to flip this so bad. It just came out today. Oh, sick. I have to listen to that. Um, yeah, he started, I started remixing it. He came, did the vocals. I was like, Hey, let's take an ear break from this. I want, I got to get this idea out real quick, but he was like watching and very like interested. And I busted out the whole drop and like, I don't know, 20 minutes or so. I was like, okay, here's like the baseline. Here's the sounds. This is kind of my process, kind of showing him in the way, kind of getting that like fuel of his excitement and energy in the room and the studio. Yeah. And I was like, oh, cool. I got the idea out. I can polish it up later. And I did once he left, but like, I love that him being there in the room to witness, like, and have the, and not just me being like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's like, someone's like, I'm, I'm on his time for a second. So that's time to good. Go. <laughs> that's really good. No. And like, now that I think about it, I usually, before I release something, at least have like one or two other people listen to it with me, mm-hmm. whether it's like in the car or actually in my studio or somewhere else, because like, I feel like you're more hyper aware when you're listening to something with somebody else in the room that you've made, whether they know you made it or not, you just oh, like yeah. instantly become more aware of like mistakes in your mix or your track that you didn't realize before and you're feeding off their energy. So you yep. can like, you can feel what they're feeling as they're listening to it a little bit, which 100%. can be good feedback. Yeah. So I, my favorite thing as I got more confident in music, uh, my music of sharing it is like parties or like get togethers where there's a Bluetooth. I'm like, give me that Bluetooth and I'll just play on my music, not tell anyone. And if someone's like bobbing their head, dancing, you know, it's so much, it's like a feel, feeling or you could feel if it's not doing well or people are like bored, like change the song. Cause that's happened too. I'm like, well, it's mine, but whatever. Okay. Next. <laughs> But like my, my old phone, before I got a new one, the saddest part was the, um, my Bluetooth list. It was so big. I was a little Bluetooth slut. <laughs> I was just like, look how many Bluetooths I got. Amazing. And then I got a new phone, no Bluetooth. Like I got to start over. So every little gathering I go to now, if there's a Bluetooth, I'm like, let me hop on that Bluetooth. Give me that Bluetooth, bro. <laughs> Even if it's just for a song, I got to get that Bluetooth. Give me that Bluetooth. But that Bluetooth. What do, what do you got in the works right now? Like, what are you working on? New projects, things coming um big thing soon <laughs> no. big things coming big soon things. um i actually just met that guy who did that funny video at the gold rush of LO. i think so funny he's a funny guy does good music and great skits what's his name uh avello avello i'm pretty sure that's how you say it okay. a-v-e-l-l-o but yeah i don't know what's, what's coming up there's a uh, big remixes in the in store like big official remixes which i worked hard on and i'm stoked about nice they kind of show off more of the the musical and like 
like what what happens when I put like a whole month or a week into a song versus a couple hours and mm. all that stuff and the pressure of like who it is and stuff like I can make this good <laughs> yeah. and uh, yeah. like um, the one of them is like a bunch of jazz chords like really kind of thinking outside the box because I know it's going to be like heard by the audience of the artist so I'm like oh we got to kind of like make it unique and stand out and kind of get the artistry part of it down like mm-hmm. two different like com- two different completely drops for both of them and they're both like vocal vocal driven so big vocals to play with cool. versus like my like one-liner sample stuff so i'm like okay yeah and if i like get hard on myself I'm like i'm not making real music i'll like listen to those <laughs> those like remixes and be like these are sick <laughs> these are like a whole musical experience yeah from like that are four minutes long so i'm really stoked on those that come out the Ember Shore show I'm really stoked on because I get to go. I've been playing it every year. It's like a Cancun festival, but now I'm get, I got um, promoted to the next stage, the beach stage, Ooh, like the main stage. That sounds warm and so, tropical and nice. It's the best party in the world, dude. Three days. Imagining a camping festival, but instead of a tent, it's like a all star, uh, five star, all inclusive resort. Sounds better. It's it's amazing. The vibes are like the same as a camping festival, but it's like. Maybe but, not the same, but definitely. But you don't like, have to sleep in a sweaty hot tent with somebody. Yeah, like, I'm going to go comfy. get unlimited drinks real quick. And yeah. I'm going to go get some unlimited food. And, that sounds great. Um, So I love that festival. So shout out Alenium on that. And uh, management for hooking it up. Great. And uh, musically, those remixes are probably the biggest thing. I definitely want to get like a body of work together. I, I think I have like a single on Spicy Boys coming out next month. Some singles with this rapper Rye Vibes. It's more of like his tune that I produced versus like my tune he rapped on. Yeah, I loved. I want to put together an EP. I have some like banging songs, and I have some really pretty songs. So like, kind of like balancing that out. I cool. think it's best to have that on one like work, so you can like experience it. Versus like singles, like oh, this one's like crazy heavy. This one's like not heavy at all. I'd rather it be like in a body of work. So yeah, definitely. I think that next year and eventually some kind of album would be sick, but that comes with time. <laughs> and just uh, go crank out an album in a night. <laughs> yeah, dude, I just Gorilla T cranked out his album in like two months. I was like, he just got on one and it happens sometimes. Uh, yeah. More power to him. That's but, great. Yeah. They called that. We wrote, he like sent me the first drop and I loved it. So the, the second, when we got together and actually met up for the first time, he was just a vibe. So sorry. Love that. Um, yeah, I don't know. How about yourself? You got anything coming up? Yeah. I just released a collab with my buddy Rents. He just moved here from Indianapolis actually. Oh, duh. Um, yeah. It's like definitely more vibey, bassy, like dirty stank bass face kind of vibe. But, and then it turns into this like really beautiful melodic thing. Okay. So we just dropped that last week. Uh, yeah. Just working on an album actually. One of my buddies, shout out to Tresco. Uh, he was voted like number one bassist in Texas last year. And so oh, he's going to come down. We're going to make like a dirty funk album. Oh, cool. So that's in the works right now. That'll be next month. Like funk. Funk. Nice. Yeah, like F-U-N-K, funky. Yeah, because now there's funk and I'm always like, funk? funk is like a genre I don't know. Yeah, what is funk? I, I look it up on Spotify and it's like, it's like really distorted beats with like that cowbell. That 808 cowbells. Yeah, like dude, I love a good cowbell. Yeah, that's kind of what I've gotten gathered from it, but I have know nothing <laughs> about that. Yeah, <laughs> funk. Definitely need more cowbell samples. Yeah, especially the 808 one where it's just like, ding, ding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like fake sounding, but not. Yeah, yeah, it's just classic. Love that. Yeah, I looked up actually. I was like, how much does it cost to buy like the Roland like 808? Like, oh, yeah. how, how much? much? original yeah the original it was like sixteen thousand dollars on reverb.com damn i was actually thinking about buying it until i saw that and i was like no yeah when i want to hear it like how it just sounds because i've i have all the samples from it just like tr 808 yeah it's all i think it's like stock in ableton right it is yeah but it's not 
it's not the actual samples like it's like a their version of it basically okay yeah yeah but i think i have in my library i think i have like the samples from like reddit or something i think they're easy to get but they do have like sometimes it's like you want to make like these old sounds and just like those like simple kind of like shitty hats that are just like that's like robotic sounding i'm like that's a vibe that's like a whole style so like that that like terrible snare it's just like yeah but it's like Listen to like the Drake record or any of those like really popular rappers. It's oh, yeah. all the same kit. Dude, it it's is. like the classic 808 kit. 808s and 909s all day. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the shout out to the early 80s. <laughs> yeah. Don't make them like that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Back yeah now, we, now we have all these synths. We're like, nah, dude, just <laughs> <laughs> give me that shitty 808 hey. sample. Yeah. Clip it. Clip it. Just, yeah, slam it. Yeah, man. Well, dude, I want to respect your time. Like, thanks for hanging out on the podcast. This has been really dope. Um, anything else you want to say to the people or any thoughts, questions, concerns? Mm, I do have the collab with Taboo hopefully coming out soon. Oh, cool. Yeah, man. We're working through some legal... Uh, Khan wants to put it out, but it's like has like... We re-recorded the, the Cupid Shuffle. Not Cupid Shuffle. What's it called? Like one hop this time. Oh yeah, the um, cha cha slide. Cha cha slide. So we yeah. call it cha cha step because it's this idea <laughs> yeah, I've had forever. That's amazing. Where it'd be like cha uh, cha, but like dub steps. Like everybody, bang your head. <laughs> so we did that. I came I in with that, that idea. I was like, we should do this, and he was like, I'm down. Yeah. So whenever that gets like legally find a release, I guess through them, mm. I think it's fine because it's like a cover at this point. But right. maybe they want to clear it so you can make money on it. I don't know. Uh, a good like rhythmy cha cha. Mm-hmm. Then like the Dubby. weird second drop. Mm. Yeah. So that's probably the coolest thing as far as like stuff coming out hopefully soon besides yeah. those remixes which i don't know when they're coming out but we'll see oh yeah imports headlining red rocks uh, i'm just gonna put it out there 2026 dude 2026 <laughs> put it on your calendar <laughs> yeah uh it's be april 20th <laughs> hey man eventually that's gonna happen i'll be there when that happens yes in two and a half years from now three years whatever today is um <laughs> Yeah, that sounds that sounds wonderful. Sweet man. Well, dude, thanks for joining the podcast, man. I have to pee so bad, so I'm gonna go do that now. And um, yeah, looking forward to the next Tom the Chicken sample right here. Mm. Um, I, yeah, anybody listening, feel free to sample that too. And we want royalties. <laughs> Solid neck on this guy. Yeah, he's he's killing it. He's he's been around for. Actually, I got that like a week before I performed live at a show in indie and i ran him through a vocoder and that was oh. and people went nuts like it just oh, like sure. a good vocoder synth with tom <laughs> yeah it was pretty epic <laughs> if you ever want to borrow him you're welcome to yeah please yeah if you ever need like another ghost producer tom oh tom tom's got me in the lost land tom <laughs> makes my music <laughs> yeah oh. secrets out <laughs> secrets out now All right, cool. Bye, everybody. Thanks for hanging out, man. It's been good to have you on the podcast. Yes, peace. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. Do me a huge favor, if you would, and hit that follow or subscribe button wherever you're listening to the podcast. If you don't hate the podcast, please leave a five-star review. It would help me out a ton. Don't forget to check back on Tuesdays for new episodes. I plan on cranking out a lot more in the upcoming future. Also, if you didn't know, on Spotify, if you click on an episode on mobile, you can interact there and you can tell me what you think about this episode and other episodes and would be great to hear from you and see what you're thinking about the podcast. 
If you want to be the first to get new episodes and stay updated and get free new devices and sample packs and other stuff that I'll be sending out in the future, join the newsletter. Just go to liveproducersonline.com newsletter and or check out the links in the show notes. Make sure to give this guest a follow on the socials. Give them some love for spending their time. And once again, thanks for listening to the podcast. I will see you next time. Later.